0: Welcome to this week's uh, We're Going to Painter podcast. Our guest this week, Steve Strong. Welcome, Steve.
1: Welcome, gentlemen.
0: Yeah, welcome, Strongy. Hope
1: you're well. Yeah, I'm fine and cute. Yeah, cool. you've got a bit of a tan. Well, a not that,
0: early that you can yeah. see that. And yeah. a massive scratch. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just sort of cycling into make nothing serious. Nothing serious. <laughs>
1: Christ. So let's uh, let's start at the
2: beginning. Football. Um, well, I suppose really my, my football started when I went to secondary school. I uh, went to local um, school which did a bit of football, a bit of rugby and that, but nothing much. So I went to senior school. Where was it? T- where, which uh, in Kingshill. Went to Kelston Road, and then moved um, up to Broadlands. Oh, yeah. And uh, at Broadlands, I was very fortunate that there was a, a PE teacher there who was very active with the football and I had some contacts with Arsenal Football Club. A chap called Mike Avermeides who well, lo and behold does live in two magna village right opposite the pub to, even still today and uh, it was basically down to him I think that uh, my enthusiasm my love for the game really started because to say he was in front of the uh, uh, eight ball was, was, was putting it mildly he was um, um, all about possession football short small sided games you know possession two against three three against two and that sort of stuff and he, he gave us a lot of time the lads were interested uh after school lunch times you know we played a lot of uh you know like small small sided games and possession football and pressure in the ball uh, and technically worked with us quite a lot um so i was sort of 11 then got into the school teams etc
1: and um progressed that under it well, that is well above the, t- the times of the day
2: oh, yeah. it, it, it was, um, I honestly believe if um, if he would have stayed at school until I had to the the five years, he left when I was in the third. I I would have benefited even more so. And was a good uh, team
0: you had there, a good football team. That was great. Yeah. He,
2: he, run, he he had contacts. I said with Arsenal, he was a, a, a scout for Arsenal, and he would had schoolboy trials and and I think an apprenticeship there at, um, at Bournemouth, which is where he came from. And he he treated the school football like. Um, uh, like a professional football club the kit was you actually have the kit back in on Monday mornings all cleaned and pressed and he would fold it all and have it all put away it, it was really really um, ran like a small little football club and um, he really knew his stuff um, and it was at that sort of time where see, Mike this was a good bloke's name a lot of the lads at school uh, were still remembering that because he was a very strong character and uh, really knew his football and then I started playing for Kington Wanderers, um, which was, uh, again, a, a, a club in its infancy that sort of grew and grew and grew. Now it's now Somerdale Wanderers, you know, but there was a, a few parents there, uh, friends of ours, of mine, like uh, Mark Acker's dad, George Acker, Les Stroud, Dave Biggood, um, Keith Nethercott, who's um, daddy... Uh, sorry, Stuart and Carl Nethercott, uh, Ken Fry and people like that, uh, instigated a boys' club, and we used to literally... If you had a white shirt you were playing.
1: <laughs>
2: mm. uh, we used to meet in the pub uh at the Wingrove, the old Wingrove, and that was where all the club meetings was out. Uh, we'd end up going to games in the back of all this transport flatbed. Literally 11 lads hanging out the back of a little looting van, like you know. And that's how it all started. And we started in the boys' club and like through their hard work and endeavour um came to wonders, it was um, it's all based down at Frey's then. Um, I'm not sure they're, I think they are at King Jumeau, I'm not sure um, just grew and grew and grew and you know we went from having one team with no kit to having teams at all age groups uh, and being a very very successful club and you know they helped me progress my football um, along with every other kid in King now which is fantastic um, so really at school it was up until I, I was sort of 13 when Mike Abermades left and at 14, 15 is when uh, the, the, the King to Wanderers connection took off, because I got involved with a chap called Robin Fry. Right. Uh, I don't know if you know him, but he was a, a, an apprentice or a professional down at Bristol City, uh, of years gone by, and he was taking some of the training. And through his contacts with a chap called Tony Ford, which I'm sure any yeah. city fans will know he played for both, he was assistant manager at Hereford. So they had like a reciprocal thing and so some of the lads from from Kingdom would go up there and spend some schoolboy time and you know uh, um in the holidays and train there etc uh, i used to go up there with like richard ollis yeah uh mark acker um uh and, and various other lads used to go up and it was from that connection i, I eventually was fortunate enough to sign schoolboy firms for firm, forms um so it meant leaving at 16 after i'd finished school I went straight to hereford um uh, I, I was you know like I said fresh face out of school League club then, eh? they were when I signed when I was a schoolboy, so I can't take any pleasure at this but they were a second division club because they'd gone from the fourth to the second and I signed it like when I was 13 whatever and they were the second yeah. division and then by the time I got there they, they were back in the fourth division so they dropped s- subsequent years straight back down so when I got there, John sillitt had just left the club. Remember the City yeah. manager, yeah. So I knew um, his sons, etc., because he'd they'd be at the club, etc. When I was training with Richard and people like that, uh, and a chap called Mike Bailey. I'm sure you remember yeah, Mike, Mike Bailey, Wolves, yeah. and not he? Wolves, yeah. Yeah, Mike Bailey took it over and uh you know he came in with bobby gould so i, I know bobby gould through that arrangement and, and bobby gould's son jonathan um and, and i can't remember the boy's name but um jonathan his brother and his mum certainly would be at the club with bobby etc because bobby and uh might be very good friends yeah so they, they were sort of taking the club on and uh put a very young element into the club like you know they were using a lot of like young lads uh, not just from the club, but from other clubs, and bringing in what they thought would be the future of, of Hereford. Okay. Um, and I, I've just shortened my 17th birthday in uh, March. Uh, I was uh, six, seventeen in the in the April, and I, I played in the first team. Uh, I played uh, against Bradford Northern at home uh we,
1: yeah.
2: and and that was the sort of beginning of what year is that steve just after the well,
0: war I, probably I was, wasn't it <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, well, well what was I? I was born in 62 so it's um 79 80, yeah. that sort of time yeah, yeah. No, a bit before that but was
0: that in mid mid or wide? midfield no I, wide?
2: I, it, I i played center half then center half yeah i played like alongside the center half played in the middle of the back four Blimey. um and again, sort of when Tony asked me to come on to this, I started racking my brains of what I did when and why, you know, and it is. But um, I, when I first started, I was playing back. And then yeah. then I moved into the middle of the back four. So, not my school football, I played in the middle of the back four. Yeah, a bit, a bit like. Because that's
0: know. a young age at that to go in yeah. a position yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, that's where you want yeah. your experience, usually, in it, at the back. Yeah,
2: well, you, you, you know the guy I played alongside was John Layton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John, John was yeah. a Hereford lad, and eventually went to live with John uh, when I signed professional. I, I was living at John's house. But me and John played in the middle of the back four with Chrissy Price. You remember Chrissy yeah. Price, the right back? Yeah. Went on to Aston Villa and Blackburn. Yeah. Chrissy was our right back, and uh, uh, yeah, I was just short of my seventeenth birthday, and I played ten games um, towards the end of the season, and I was rested and left out, you know. And then in in, in the summer that year, uh, Bobby Gould and Mike Bailey left, so it was a case of where Frank Lord came in. He's no longer with us, but. Uh, the club took a complete different direction, you know, we, we, we'd gone from having a very young side um, with, with some you know, sort of promise etc, signing a lot of ex-pros, the young lads, and Frank Lord turned it all around and suddenly started um, signing a lot of more experienced players like uh, um, through his contacts with the who used to be the bulk manager, he yeah. then became assistant manager, Tony Ford was taking the reserves brought in a lad called Davy Jones who played at Bolton um, Joe Laidlaw came in and people like that um, some other lads from up north and it, it became more of a uh, a dog head team if you know what I mean uh, and again I, again, we all look for reasons why we didn't play but I didn't play at all that season and um, I was still an apprentice uh, but I didn't play at all that season and, and we struggled and again through so I just did a bit of research we had to seek re-election that year so the, the, the season was a bit of a struggle um, I played in the football combination at that time because the reserve team were in what was called the football combination, yeah. which no longer runs. But basically, there was uh, twenty odd teams all playing um, second teams. In what, what would that be, be like, against you City, City, like against your Bristol Cities and teams like that? Bristol City, Bristol Road, Bristol yeah. Plymouth. But then all the London clubs were in yeah, it. Yeah, we've no m- more mentioned that a few times. The combination, yeah, a tough uh, it, league it, as well, wasn't it? It was quality league. You know, oh. I mean, um, you know. Yes. I've got a big bag of when you suddenly so mentioned coming down. I, I, I sort of and I haven't seen it for forty years, forty, fifty years, and I've gone through it, and suddenly, think, bloody hell, you know, I, I, things that you think. Remember, I remember playing at Hereford one night with Kevin Beatty at left back and Alan Brazil up front. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when it was like things like that Justin Fashanu. Uh, I didn't remember playing against him, uh, but Justin Fashanu was was playing for a Norwich because Norwich shaped switch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chelsea. Um, Arsenal, Reddin, yeah. QPR, Tottenham—all those teams were in a combination. So and they all had names then, didn't they? All that big player And, and, and you know, the reserve, the, the, the first team players played in the reserve. Yeah. It was you know you, you didn't get a, a big block every week, but playing against Peter Taylor, people like that. You know people you'd seen on the toilet, and it was yeah. suddenly he, he's playing up front. And yeah. um, when I actually went through some of the team sheets so I got in this bag, I thought, my God, Ray Houghton, West Ham.
1: Hmm.
2: Well. I never knew that at all but I, I, I remembered it thinking I must have dreamt that because Rayan went on to have a fantastic career i never remember him playing at West Ham but yeah. it sort of locked away in my
1: memory I'm sure he played well, you, you just mentioned Peter Taylor Peter Taylor yeah. he, you know he, he finished his league career when we played against him made stone was he Maidstone. Maidstone.
0: But Dart, oh, right. Dart, okay. Dartford, wasn't it as well, he was a great, I said yeah. before on these podcasts, I played against him, he was an all-prep, yeah, and now yeah. he's a winger like me, and yeah, yeah. Like me he dropped his shoulder, I didn't, I know they say you've got to pay to come back in, I think about four or five of <laughs> day, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean?
2: we, had a, we had a very, very similar experience, um, playing at White Hart Lane, and he was playing in the middle, and uh, I, I think I mentioned to you a day with a lad called Paul Hunt, who was very quick, He's a bit older than me, a year older than me. And he was one of our quickest players in the side. Like, you know, when he, you know, we got on it, he was quick. And, and Peter Taylor just hooked the ball over him and ran him like he was stood still. And it was times that you yeah. realise that not only could he run, but he had a bit of, um, yeah. bit of strength and skill as well. Like, yeah. But he, 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 he turned his heels with Paul Hunt and, you know. So sure. that Paul
1: Hunt, was that Oggy?
2: No, different. Paul Hunt was is a local lad. He was born in Ledbury and, and oh, unfortunately, yeah. just okay. passed away. Yeah. Um, so he played a lot of his football in and around you know, yeah. He signed pro for Hereford, but uh, Paul was just very quick, very competitive. Yeah. But unfortunately, I got a friend who um, Stuart Phillips. I don't remember the name, Stuart Phillips. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. who played at the club and yeah. uh, played a lot of games for Hereford. Just him told me a couple of weeks ago that Paul had passed away. Oh. Uh, which was oh. unfortunate. Mm. Yeah. Seven. So how long did you spend there then, Steve? Three years in all. Three years. Yeah, I went at 16, come back at 19. So I sort of 18 months as an apprentice and 18 months as a Good friend. memories there. Eh? I, I loved it, Dave. It was, it was all I ever wanted to do, you know, and got a chance to do it. And, uh, you know... <sighs> Marginal success. I mean, I listen to the podcast regularly, yeah. and you know, sometimes you wonder what would happen if. Yeah, you know, there is
0: under your belt and you played is, yeah. in the football league. Got the great memories. Look at the characters you mentioned yeah. there, like Mike yeah. Bailey, Bobby Gould. Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah. it was a long, long time ago. You yeah. know, and uh, you know, it, the memories still live on. It seems like, on like it. yesterday
0: though, when you think about something. Yeah, you know. yeah, and
2: it was quite an experience for a sixteen-year-old you know, lad to go and live yeah. in a foreign country. <laughs> uh, I thought it was in Wales. Yeah. But, but uh, no it, it was it was definitely um, something I would never want to miss and I knew when I left school that I had a few opportunities to go and do other things and it never crossed my mind I didn't want to do anything else but have a go and I, I got to say it pre- my experience with Mike Avramidis at school etc really prepared me for it because a lot of what we were
0: doing with him when yeah. I was a kid we were certainly doing it every day there you anyway, went 16 as a boy really isn't it he came oh, down, yeah, man yeah. I suppose yeah. at 19 yeah, didn't he yeah. with all that yeah. Like, well we we tra- I mean
2: again uh, uh, again it was a bit Victorian I mean we weren't wearing all heart monitors and all that we we, yeah. we just went and ran with the pros you know yeah. and we you know still had a reputation of running us hard that was when I was a schoolboy we were doing that and then uh, as a pro again we trained hard and um, there weren't all the science there is today in modern day the game and uh, we were certainly uh, um, exposed to the dangers of fatigue and also like doing the boots and all that was all all that there. You know? Yeah. And of course we had we had quite a close tie with some of the Bristol clubs. So the likes of Wayne Powell um, came across to us, Kenny Stevens, uh, and people like that. You know, and the sort of. I you, am were saying, you
1: there when there? Yeah, 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 Cause yeah. He went terror Yeah, I was yeah.
2: there for a while. When was there? And it's just funny when you look back. I, I, I. I, I I, I did remember that, so I've known Ray quite well, and I intend to go to his, um, his t- testimonial uh, eh? in to on the 8th or 9th of July, uh, but, you know, I've known Ray for quite some time now, and uh, mm-hmm. got a lot of time for him, mm-hmm. so yeah, he probably came there, but Kenny Stevens um, used to bring me home, I-, if I was his boot boy, and he used to have a pair of, you'll probably remember them, uh, rubber sole, rubber boots, you call them, a pair of Adidas Uroquois, he would clean his boots <laughs> in the club. But I, I just I remember watching Kenny play when he was at Rovers and like to have him come up. Oh, yeah, uh, it, it I used to idolize him. Yeah, and you know, he's a great chap, he's really good to me. He's the most unlikely footballer you would ever oh, yeah. met in your life. And he used to come up every morning from Bristol, he didn't move up, he was only on lane, I think, from Rovers. And he'd come up and he'd always wear like uh, a jacket. He'd come in with a jacket and he didn't wear jeans and like, well, I feel like we think he wore jeans, but he always had a jacket on, like a suit jacket. It, yeah, always mm. came in. Yeah, and I mean. He sitting down at the bottom end of the sporting life with a fag on the go, and he'd be saying, "He say, what are we doing today? Then strong." I said, "I said, sorry, Ken, the spikes are out." <laughs> <laughs> um, but a great, great character, yeah, great footballer, great, great, great memories. memories of that, of that Steve. Yeah. yeah.
0: So where'd you move on to from there?
2: Um, I was nineteen when I left there. Um, as I said, I'd had three years at Hereford, which, and then I meant coming back home. So uh, I, I was lucky. And if Alan Berchino was was playing at Hereford at the end of my stay there and he took on the Trowbridge job yeah, Trowbridge I just got into that, yeah. the conference mm-hmm. so uh, he took quite a lot of the lads that have been poor Hunt, as I said Andy Feele I don't know if you remember Andy Feele
1: yeah.
2: mm-hmm. uh, Andy is the same a little bit older than me but they were the same sort of age group but Andy played a lot at Hereford but unfortunately went off the rails a little bit and he ended up going to Hereford uh, sorry from Hereford to Trowbridge uh, Steve Harding was down there yeah. Um quite other however Bernie Wright and people like that Barry Thompson no, I'm not sure what Barry was there but other, other lads that were local and from Hereford mm. uh, a chap called Toby Centre who I am really yeah. love ever since he, it was him and Alan who were right behind and I went down and played with, for them um, to be honest with you in hindsight I, 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 doing a bit of research I thought it didn't really work for me down there at all um, I didn't play that many games um, and I think I really struggled to get my act back together after Getting, you know, yeah. the, the the down. So what did you bit. go
0: there? What position did you go there at then?
2: Uh, well, I was playing like sit back. Again still the back. Yeah, I was playing at the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, and it was about this time I started playing in midfield,
1: because
2: hmm. um, really I'm a, I'm a defender. At heart, and until that time, I really spent all my time either at right back or in the middle of uh, mid uh, back four. The six games I played uh, in the latter year of my time at Arif, I played in midfield, but. If I'm honest with you, I, I really re- re- think I should have stayed at the back. Mm. But I got very bored, um, and, and, and because I was, I was quite fit and quite strong, um, it took me into midfield. And I think if I'm if I'm completely honest with myself, I should have stayed um, in the middle of the back four. Um, alongside a centre-half sweeping that round whatever whatever number we want to call it now. (laughs) But that's that's where I I sort of was Mm. playing a bit there. Uh, But then it was after that I started pushing to midfield. Um, So I had a year there. I'm not sure if they even made the conference the following year. It wasn't a very good transitional year for the club. And certainly not for me. It didn't work out personally. I think uh, the disappointment of uh, my professional, my sort of full-time career, ending. Uh, I don't really dealt with it very well. If I look back and getting used to sort of
1: working for a living and training, yeah. um, it, it, it didn't it didn't work really, and it was. It's a difficult stage for for any young person or any any person in life. You know, if you're told you know you're not wanted, it's mm. it's hard hard to take, and it's like yeah. Well, how and
0: your heart's difficult. set on making it as well, isn't yeah. it? You know, and you yeah. see that the glittering lights, I suppose. Because
2: well, I, I was fortunate enough to make a few appearances early. Yeah. You are looking for the next opportunity. And, yeah. um, like I said, I, I didn't play the season after I made my debut, but I played six the following season. And I'm, I'm not saying it would have been any different anywhere else, but the club had gone to having 30 pros, to having 15 pros, to having mm. no apprentices, yeah. to no reserve team, things like mm. that. Now, I'm not saying had the net been cast for it, i would get kept on but that was the sort of time in the yeah. place with
0: football yeah. clubs were sort of shrinking back i know all and too um, well because i'm in the same age as you that so it was mm. the same you know they were wanted they wanted the finished product a lot of the time didn't they football clubs well,
2: certainly after mike bailey had mm. gone um he didn't stay very long frank lord's attitude was he wanted experience and mm. signed some players at the sort of twilight end of their career mm. um and the, the younger element of it like uh, with the year I left there was no reserve team there was no no apprenticeships and things like that you mm-hmm. uh, know uh, but that's that's how it goes you know mm-hmm. i not uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to have play that there was a lot better players than me who haven't ever played you mm-hmm.
1: know hey, like Dave said you you mm-hmm. you you did it Stephen it's something something to be proud of mm-hmm. so you're still a young
0: lad then at Trowbridge really nineteen 20. yeah
2: nineteen yeah um, I had a season there so come out um, didn't know what to do really and then um, one of my best mates Mark Hacker was playing with Paul Gover at Odd Down and I was just so disillusioned I thought I was playing obviously in the conference Rattachy playing in reserves and and that and I I just thought I just want to get back and enjoy it and I we went to playing in the first division of the the, um, Western League Western League went and had a cracking year thoroughly enjoyed it he's Good. a lovely bloke so isn't oh, he he's he's quality, time for Gose, you know. He become
0: a bath yeah. as a reserve manager didn't he yeah. we were there.
2: well you know he'd had a great career he yeah. was a great bloke and he, he had a lot of like Roger Brown you must know Rog Brown too yeah. yeah. Kenny Rint was out there uh, and he got some of the bath lads out there and I, I, I we had a great season Nigel and Acker up front yeah. uh, exactly. Julian Bowen Mark Schwartz you know Dave Obbs and all that and um, and it, we had a good season. Richard Kerry and Gold, if you remember yeah, Richard. School, yeah, school, Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we sort of... I went out there every season and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Got me enthusiasm back. And probably people might say it was me level, but... Um, had a good year there. And then the season
1: after, I went to Porton with Les Alderman. Yeah, but, but sorry, sorry to... I say this many, many times, but back then, the Western League, it was... Conference. Uh, yeah. Southern League. Western, Western. League. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was a decent standard. Mm. Yeah. See that then the season
2: after, um, I went to Portland with, with Les Alderman. Yeah. And it was at the time when it was like it was like a Bristol City eleven. And when, when you look back and you think of the team we had on paper, or not don't include myself in that that team, but I played regularly. But we, we had like well, half the Tony, like, Gillis, Tony yeah. Gillis, Jerry Sweeney, yeah. Steve Arden, um it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think Ray might even have played in goal. Yeah. Brian Dreyer was at left back. Um, Wayne Hughes, remember Wayne Hughes? Yeah. He might have been. Played, he come from the yeah. Bath.
0: Yeah. I think he might have come yeah, yeah. from Bath.
1: Yeah. To
0: to. Is that to board in, yeah. board work, yeah.
1: Mark Hughes' brother. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, we had
2: Dave Platt and um, another lad. Did you front. play alongside? Wait. Or did, did Let's play Wayne in. No, he came. Well, the unfortunate thing for me, the first year I was there, I broke my leg. Oh, okay. um, um, we were playing a Somerset Cup game against um, Western Supermare on the evening game, and I, and I broke my tipped and fit by a compound fracture. Um, and. Uh, I was on the pitch for 45 minutes, he abandoned the game at halftime and I, and I then had to go and have a, uh, my leg sorted out and it was a time when they weren't plating things and he said to me, left me in plaster and said, well, if the worst comes to the worst, we'll have to plate you. Gone down to sort of four months in, in, in various different plasters and I got an appointment on a Wednesday afternoon On Tuesday morning I get a letter from Wimford Hospital saying, what do you want for your breakfast? And I'm going, <laughs> oh my God, so I've gone in on the morning next morning to see the doctor and he said oh no don't worry about that i've only done that as precaution and it looks like your legs doing better and we will leave you as you are because i was devastated thinking here right, i'm gonna have my plate on it um so i was in placer for seven months in total. Cool, and man. then um so i missed obviously pre-season the following year etc and uh but you know i managed to get back and uh les then had left um port and gone to Bridge. So I went back to Trowbridge. No. And, it, it, you know, psychologically, it was quite a bad break. So um, it took me a while to go over it, but I think I, you know, I managed to do so. Um, and again, Les had a crack inside at, um, at Trowbridge. Steve Arden, Dolly uh, was centre-half. Pete Akin was there. We had, we had a great side, you know. And um, um, I was captain, and uh, he brought in all these sort of, you know, very professional players etc and although I was captain I, I just didn't really feel like I was um it was name only you know I've been captain of most of the teams I played for but um and uh, you know it was people who come in who, who you know were um, far superior to me in ability and
1: that Les kept me as captain but I sometimes felt a bit undermined by it but don't, don't you think back then there was loads of captains in teams yeah you knows? know I, I, I I'm not knocking the game now but you know, you haven't got the leaders and the vocal, mm. vocal and you know, knowing you as a person, yeah.
2: And yeah, I, I, I've always, always, you know, with most clubs I've been, I've been capped. You know, we had a crack yeah. inside there, Jeff meeting was up front yeah. with Acker, and Pete Aiken, sorry, Peter Aiken was playing, Pete Ace was playing, yeah. Um, it, it, you know, I, I went to Pete Ace's funeral, so I, yeah. I went there and I, I thought, like, I'm sure I played with Pete. I played with him at three clubs, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Western. Uh, Bris and, and uh, much, I just, you know, you just forget that you've had these times. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, uh, again, uh, I didn't stop at Porton very uh, sorry, Troops very long, and I ended up going to Taunton with Steve Darce, right? And I spent some time there with, with Darce, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Mm. Uh, and then that preceded us going to Bris and spending some time there. You sort of started off there, Darcy,
0: really. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at what the club was when we went there, Derek Robbins was there, Aki was playing for Briz, and, um, you know, they were just doing the normal things. And then, um, like, Darcy and Jamie, you know, to all their credit, and very much so Jamie after that, because Steve only was only there a season before we went off to live in America, God rest his soul. Um, we, we had a crack inside. I mean, like, obviously, dragged in people from, from all different walks of life, etc. But we, we, we just had a stunning
0: sight. We had a good camaraderie, didn't you, again? Oh, the exactly. right there. So we've had a few in, that. we? have been yeah. involved with Braves and they've said the same. Well,
2: you know, like R- Richard Ollis, how that lad never played 500 league games, I don't mm. know. But Richard Ollis was good with his feet. Yeah. He was agile, he was commanding, his distribution was was, was like it you expect today. Mm. Um, like Gary Martin, uh, Richo, um, Timmy Isles, uh, Kerry more and Richard yeah. um, <laughs> Paddy Um <laughs> that Nuttway. was a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we just had uh, Chris Allen lads you know good honest lads who defended well um, passed the ball with Richard's distribution was brilliant then there was like me, Worry um, Steve Miles uh, uh, Aki, Perra Noij Noij his Gillard? No Noij played later on came from Nelsie way Played up front like Campbell, Nigel Albin and then Dave yeah mm. and we just had a crack inside you know um, and it was great to play we, I think we lost one game that season it was in Somerset Senior mm. lost one game to the police which you know finished in the dark um, and then they went up to the Western League and, and sort of continued the momentum there yeah. and you know I always say you know um, I went because of Steve Dorsey I didn't know Jamie or Bob Perrett and all that then but Steve Dorsey I always had the utmost respect for and um sad that he, he's not wrong with us but also that he only had the, the year there because i think yeah. the two of them together um mm-hmm. with their their sort of combination of skills would have taken Briz. um i can't say much further because i think jamie did a lot but i think the two of them would have been a real force to be reckoned yeah. with as jamie
1: was on his own you you have family connections with so didn't you did, did your dad was your dad no no me me no. my dad's from um out in the country. Right. Dad that, from Timsbury.
2: Right. Um, dad dad that didn't do a lot of football really.
0: were right. a a team. I got another No
2: surprise there. No, no, the, <laughs> no. Uh, my my connection to Briz was, was Darce That's who yeah. I went and played with then Dars, yeah. yeah
1: right. Okay. And you spent a fair amount of time there? yeah, again one
2: of the things that I always found very difficult, and I, I, I I thought I was gonna go back and sort of plot I can't remember where I played when. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I played for Forest Green under Millard as well, and I, I'm just trying to slot that into where it was. It must have been before that. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: I didn't go to 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 Brits until later, um, late twenties, really. I think. Um, so I played for for Steve at Forest Green when they were at the Old Ground with yeah. Mopes John Relish. But it seems to me so that. far,
0: told you, Steve, that you've gone from sort of Hereford Professional Club. <laughs> down a level back up a level yeah. down a level back up a level yeah. do you know what I mean so it's easier to see where you're getting a bit you know
2: and, and, and well, again when I've listened to some of the other lads who've come on and that the one thing I really regret is I didn't just anchor down somewhere and I never chased money all, all I ever wanted to do was, was be successful with the football I wanted to play the highest standard I could um, as often as I could you know because I don't think it's a bad thing
0: I think I enjoy somebody. it as well though haven't you I mean it's yeah. no good well, playing yeah. the highest standard if you ain't enjoying it no, and not,
2: no. you know, not well, playing it I've, I've always enjoyed me football mm. uh, and you know whatever standard I've been I've always liked to get involved with it and, and enjoy it but I, I, you know you're a long time finished Dave and I would love yeah. to have played um, I would love to have stuck at something longer and I often remember I mean obviously I, I've known Tony now for a long time and you were running Bath at the time I really think I should have gone and said Right, I just want to come and play at Bath Because if I'd have gone to Bath and played in reserves That could have been my thing And I know obviously listening and knowing you both um, Over the years That you, you 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 both epitaph that And have a great time with your football And even I hadn't been good enough to get in the first team um, I think it would have been a good place for me to have been like, you yeah, know. And I you do mean. regret that now That I didn't I didn't chase the I money, mean, I'm, I'm pleased about that, but I, I always chased the glory, if you know what I mean. See,
0: I, I always associate with Breeze, you see? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Because yeah. I spent time out there and you were out there when I were there. Yeah. But I know mean, you'd finished then, didn't you? Yeah. Where <laughs> you went, yeah. went from Breeze, where did you go from Breeze? Um, well, I went to Weston for a season, Yeah. but
2: then once I finished playing, uh, the name comes up quite a lot, I went with Alan, with Pridham. Mm. Um, when, we, um, when I finished, I was... 30-ish i'm not really sure we went up to odd down um, we meant to get the kingcham job uh, and that fell through so as a backup, we, it came about, we went up to the old down for a season. How were you pally with Alan then? What, we're neighbours. He used to oh, live right. down the road from me. Because he was yeah. at Kingsham Cricketers, Yeah. yeah. And, and Alan lived just down the wells way from me.
0: Hmm. And
2: he used to go to the same pub as me, uh, didn't right. So, Al was doing a cracking yeah. job there, he was okay. getting everyone to play for him mm. uh, in, in what was the summers at scene, I'm not sure, don't it, I mean, it was a prem, it was probably yeah. the, one of the reliefs. but again, he had, a, he had a cracking side there. Mm. And we became friends. And then when when my sort of time to to sort of finish, um, he was very keen for me to come and help him out, which I did for a number of seasons at a few different clubs. Yeah, right. The one thing I always like to say about Alan is that I've never known anyone work any harder than Alan with his football. To get people in. To get people at all levels anywhere. You know, he never took a penny out... Uh, and he, every penny he had you know but the, 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 the way he would go about getting people to sign and I, I know from listening to this and knowing what he's done after that he was the same as at Queenstown Cricket when he was at Odd Down we used to have people come training and, and this, the committee used to go where now how have you got him from who is he you know but people came and they really? played you know I, I met um lots of people there like Fryer uh Flyer Brian yeah. he'd come out there he, he was playing he didn't want to play but Alan who knew him for a long time got him playing quality player um it was, every other week there would be someone who'd go oh my god he open the admits he's, he's got that yeah
0: that he's very charismatic person yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, and, he, and he's good company, innit, Alan, you
1: know.
2: Yeah, yeah. He works but he works hard, you know. I mean, like we'd yeah. be on the phone yeah. for three hours and I say, yeah, yeah, right, I'll see you there. So i be up in a minute. We'll <laughs> be, <up."> <laughs> <laughs> be up chatting again, working at getting people in yeah. and um and that's what he and he loved it. He loved yeah. it, you know. So all the people can be quick to sort of say that he what did he, he bring to party? Um he, he liked his football, uh, he worked very hard at it and I will I'd sort of give him every every um, ounce of success he's ever had because he's worked for it and for him to end up at Bath City and places like that um, over the period of time I done it was great credit to the
1: player. Yeah, yeah. fair play yeah. so what did you do work-wise when you left um, I
2: became a grocery rep you know, my dad I worked for a company called Associated Biscuits so basically yeah. I just went around all the local supermarkets topping up the shops taking orders and getting them to deliver it um, I did that for a couple of years if that um which is what my dad used to do dad worked mm. for a company called nestles craft and those sort of people he moved around a little bit that's what he that's what he did so i got myself it was all right it was at the time of, um and then 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 i got a job at a record company i was just I mean, going to say
0: that i remember you being a record company. Yeah, yeah,
2: like I was been, yeah. yeah yeah i spent sort of 20 years as a, as a, as a salesperson in the record company i became the sales manager in later life but you know, people will forget now that there used to be a Sunday Radio 1 yeah, chart charts, every yeah. week. You know, and it was done by uh, a company called Gallup. And mm. these people would have terminals all around the country that would register a cell of a single, an album, and it would go into a central computer. And that's where you get your charts from. Mm. Um, the company would obviously... Um, I worked for one of the bigger companies, Columbia and Epic, uh, CBS Records, and they they would obviously have a big radio promotions team, so they would try and get ra- records released and played on the radio. Radio One being the predominant source, and then we would go down and make sure that the the key record shops had these
0: um, singles in there. singles
2: in there. You know, mm. whatever they were at the time, it'd be a, a CD, a tape, or or even a 45, if, what yeah. we used to call them. And so that's what we would do, we'd make sure that, you know, we'd point ourselves up in-store and all these key shops had adequate quantities. you sell them the back of your
0: boot there, didn't you? Yeah, give it you
2: them out. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I remember look, one, one, one occasion, uh, I was 30-odd years ago, we was with Ricky Chandler. Yeah, yeah. So I saw Ricky, when he uh, he was working for a company called Doo's, the nappy people. Mm-hmm. So I just had our first little and mm-hmm. he lived at Reddy Park, and uh, I said to him, Rick, mm-hmm. I said, um, he said, look, I, I can do some called swaps, you know. I said, let me know on a few CDs and let me have some nappies." I've got a little baby. Yeah. So anyway, i go to this estate car. Anyway, I thought we'd get a few. And I've, I've left this house at Park. I can't see nothing out. <laughs> I've got more nappies. I, I think I could have gone to... We used
0: uh, to put requests in there yeah. for the CDs. We? Yeah. yeah, then, then, then,
2: then Rick, I, Ricky, I, I, you know, I got him a few CDs, but I'm yeah. sure I'm in debt to him. <laughs> <laughs> he a lorry load and, and I got him a few CDs and that, and it, it worked really well. Like, mm-hmm. know. But I stayed there quite a long time, and then uh, I stayed there to sort of. Um, I became a sales manager and things like that. Did it all go pop? Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It has. laughs> if, if you look at, that, I mean, like there used to be an independent on every yeah, the high street, and like record shops oh, used to sell. Cool See, they're all gone. Of course, cool. industry yeah. gone, isn't it? Think it's, all it's all down on down, downloads and things, yeah. that, which I have no clue. But you know, Thursday night used to be top the pop tonight. Oh. Sunday night used to be chart night. like people, when we were
0: kids, the charts were not it was to a radio and tape it, wouldn't And when the DJ spoke, it was gutty. You pressed yeah. and you got their their words on the song. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, so I, I, I had um, best part of twenty years doing that. Oh, and, uh, it's all again the, the record industry demise in the sense the formats change, etc. Um, and then I found myself in the motor trade, and that's where I've been. You know, oh, yeah. I retired a few years ago. Uh, Mickey Baker, a a great friend of mine. I don't see so much of him now, unfortunately. But uh, Mickey got me a job uh, down at uh, Brunel Ford, Passy Port, as it used to be, down at Western Supermare He was the sales manager. I went selling used cars, and uh, you know, I I had been sales all your life, really. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, You Mm. don't know. I've never been a career man, Dave. To be honest with you. you know, I, I, if I get work, I work hard and, and try and do what I can. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the merch trade. Really. It was dog eat dog. It's a man's world, without being too sexist. And you know, I earned some good money doing it, uh, um, and I enjoyed it. You know, oh, uh, so we it didn't help me them, football though because I was, you know, we had to work weekends and things like that. So it
0: sort of curtailed that side of things really. Mm. but you had yeah. a good career out to that anyway didn't you so yeah 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 I mean
2: after I broke my leg I put on quite a bit of weight and um, again that's when I look back and think although I was I was still quite fit I never really got back to a level of fitness I think I should have done I, and think, I think is it, Steve when you're in a plaster for seven months that's a long time in a football career yeah, isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. but again Dave you know again the old days it was like if you want to get fit you just train a bit harder yeah. I didn't think about my diet you know, I've always been quite a big eater, no different than anyone else. I probably drink a couple of pints a week more than I should do. I'm sure everyone agrees with that. Mm. You know, with me. But, um, <laughs> You're I, a good company, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I do regret that really because I think if I'd lost another half a stone, which would have benefited me, you know, I, I um, it, it wouldn't have done any harm. Yeah. But. With working kids, I've got three young daughters yeah. and and I'm not blaming them, it's just something I, I didn't really get around to. No. I tried as much as I could, and I got back playing, and a lot of people thought we would never play again, and some wish I never had. But. The
0: thing is, you're chatting here now, Steve, aren't you? You look back, yeah. you've got great yeah. memories, like you? No, I loved The it, characters then. you played with, yeah. I mean, a few of them you've mentioned, like Mark Hacker, I yeah. mean, was he the greediest player you played with? He certainly <laughs> was, <yeah. laughs> I think say he's the most <laughs> instinctive player. I hope he's he good for a goal coming out the change room, didn't he? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like I said, Mark's been one of my best friends since mm-hmm. we were teenagers and like, we played a lot of football together. I enjoy his company. Yeah, still, he's a lad. But, you know, he, he's one of them. He's scored goals everywhere he's yeah. been. Every club, wherever he's played. Um, bear in mind, there's a lad there that really shouldn't be, shouldn't have ever gone back on a football pitch. When we were up at Odd Down, he had a collision with Bob Bear who was in golf for Westbury at the time. Bob caught him with a knee and uh, thought he was winded. So after the game, i got me kit on, thought so i would go and pick him up, take him out. And when uh, the knock's on the door, like, oh, can I see Mark Acker, please? Are you family? He said, no, we've just we've been playing football. I'll just come and take him out. He said, can you get a message to his parents or his wife? And I went, well, this was the day, I'm not sure they even had phones, like, you know. All i can do yeah he said well is this the hospital yeah yeah we're in the hospital yeah he's, he's in serious trouble he's given like a 50 50 chance to look so lift. he just thought he was winded it, it was yeah you know get down touch your toes pop sling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you touch your toes do you want to go back on give me a minute literally an hour later i'm down the hospital waiting to take him out and when have said go and get his mum and dad and his wife his wife and young kid at the time and he obviously made a he made a recovery what was it well. He split his spleen, his pancreas yeah. and all that. Oh. He, you know, he, he, you know he, Mark, if you know Mark, he didn't care any weight, but he, he suffers with a bit of diabetes now and all that. It's all down to the fact that he's only got half a pancreas. Yeah, and, his, yeah. you know, his, his stomach looks a like noughts-and-crosses board. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: but, you know, he, he went on and played again. He went and played at Cheltenham for half a season. It was probably the highest he played after that. Yeah, he was um,
0: a good player. Um, he, he, though, he, yeah. he could score goals, I that's, yeah. that's what he could do. You know? And you said about Richard Hollis. I mean, he's a great cricketer as well, isn't he, Rich?
2: Well, he, he makes you sick because he, like, he lives in and He mm-hmm. lives just at the road, down the road from me. And, like you know, it'd be golf, cricket, football, whatever. He just picks it up and he can play it. Like you know, yeah. Mm. yeah. But, you
1: know, he's good right. So you've you've always been a thinker about football. Mm. Yeah, coaching. I know you d- did your badges and things. I did like one badge. Yeah. yeah. I did it. Uh, So. We worked together briefly, didn't we, with Jamie? It, yeah. it, 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 yes. Chris. Um What was what was your thoughts behind that? Um. that? I got be honest. I I started the A
2: license, yeah. and I, I, it was just to sort of get me an introduction into it, whatever I was going to choose to do later. And I thought, won't do me any harm. I did it with my brother in law, Steve Free, and we went down somewhere in Somerset and did it. And it was like there was it was ten of us, and it was eight of them from. Uh, junior football and it was all the dads who got to run the team yeah. wouldn't it be good if you did this and suddenly yeah. we got these hockey players and bankers and mm-hmm. that doing the, the course and I was more outcome orientated you know I wanted to get to a level where you could say you know why do we keep giving the ball away at free kicks why aren't we scoring enough goals at corners and that sort of thing mm-hmm. whereas it went back through to basics which I found really interesting and um, I haven't got any boys of my own I've got a grandson now he's only two and a half so it's a long time away but it went back to what you'd expect from a child, you know, and yeah. what you could do, the development, and that really interested me. So um, that was something I really am bargained for because I, I was more interested: what could I do at the weekend to affect our game, you know? So yeah. I was opening a. Over the course, it would get more mm-hmm. to that, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I passed, we did all the, the coaching sessions with kids, etc., and that was a chore, yeah. You know, trying to keep five, six year olds mm-hmm. interested, as you mm-hmm. well know. Um, it can be bad enough with a group of 30 year old blokes, you know, but um, I enjoyed it, I, I did it, and um, I'll be honest, you, I found it difficult to get onto the next level. I probably could have tried harder, I suppose, but um, I just did the one course and then, then, then sort of drifted away from it, really. But I, I, I thought it was excellent. Great feeder, um, great learning curve
1: um, and full of various, a lot of very useful information. So you must, have, you must have done lots of the coaching when you were with Pritz, with Alan, because because yeah. he didn't coach, because he no, told us he didn't no, coach. No, Did we do a lot of coaching? I don't
2: think we really did enough, tone, do you know what I mean? No. Know, with facilities, etc. Um, probably sometimes I lacked a bit of confidence to sort of work through drills in any great detail um, so although I, I'd say I like to think about football I do understand the basics of it yeah. I sometimes do doubt myself now when I listen to what they're talking about on the telly with all the different formations and all that because we were very much four four two 2 or four three three and things like that um, and one of the things that came out of um, all this is when I was thinking about my, my career was how quickly you forget you know when you're getting overloaded in the field about pulling people back in, and when I go to watch a game now, I'm a terrible spectator. <laughs> terrible. I end up chatting and missing all the goals and because I haven't got an attachment to it anymore. So when we went to Bath the other day, he says, um, "You don't mind if we take a few notes, do you?" <laughs> I said, no, of course not. Because you're a student of the game. And, uh, but you know, I end up a sad team. bastard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm all about.
2: <laughs> yeah, I end up looking around to see if there's anyone I could see in the way I can recognise. You go and chat It's
0: a tear open, burgers.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look to see someone you can say
1: hello to and think, "Who was that?" Yeah, uh, uh, we saw Tristan Westlake. Yeah, we, we you did. Know, yeah, we but did you have him
2: on not No, he, he, I think he was. Yeah, yeah he was about all that time because yeah. we had Steve Langley in goal uh, as well. Yeah. So Langley yeah, finished at Bath, I think, uh,
1: yeah.
2: and Christian uh, was was kicking around there. But he, he, like you said, he'd have been a kid. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know how much younger than me he yeah. is, but you know, if he's ten years younger than me, he would have been a kid. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mm. Well, we we asked, we asked, a question what who was the most difficult player you played against I had to give this quite a bit of thought and I suddenly realised
2: one of the last impressions a player made on me was was at a very young age and it was Gary Shaw oh at
1: Villa
2: yeah Villa we played uh, in the FA Youth Cup against Aston Villa of course it was long before he broke through into the first team where he was just on the verge of it and it wasn't until after he'd had you know his, his debut and played for England did I realise I also played against him then because he, he was quite ungainly yeah. when, when he was sort of out there yeah. he, 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 he had quite he, he didn't have that sort of athletic build etc but he was just very deceptive good change of pace mm, yeah. and things like that and like after the game I, 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 I can't remember laddie played up front with but they, they 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 looked like first division footballers and we looked like the fourth division rag-ass <laughs> rovers <you know? laughs> and I remember thinking then you know well, that's the difference. They had then, the
0: winger, didn't they? Gary Scholl in, the blonde, the blonde winger, when it, They had it.
2: God, well, they had Morley, didn't they? I don't yeah, remember. Trevor Morley, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Morley. Yeah. yeah. Peter yeah,
0: yeah. with with him at the time as well. He, he played, he played at, up um, front. Yeah, he, they he
2: played up front because he won the European Cup, little, he, he played it? in that side. Yeah, that was his era. But when when I go, you go back and I think yeah, he, he he was just a cut above, and obviously he, he was just sort of breaking through into. He, he's the same age as me, yeah. um, but he, he, he was breaking into it. So he is a good player because he <laughs> didn't know what he was going to do. Because you didn't know what he was going to do, he and he looked so ungainly. Yeah. He fancied the chances against mm-hmm. him, but like he, he he could he could turn with the ball, uh, and you know he, he got a wealth of things. But
0: So yeah. I imagine as a defender, you'd rather have the the player always in front, in front of you. Of you yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, then if you right. play against someone like Sher <laughs> or Dog Leash, they see the dental way out of that, yeah. didn't they? So. So he, yeah, was a, he, so he was the toughest opponent, mm. yeah? So who was the best player he played with in the same team as you? Andy Feely. Yeah. Mm.
2: Is you, that he, a Hereford. Hereford. Andy went on to have a great career, but, you know, um, Andy was a local lad. Andy was he, he a proper local lad, and, uh, you know, his brother, Paul, got into a lot of issues around that time when he was a bit older than Andy. He was one of the Edgar Street... Mm. if you know what I mean and Andy struggled sometimes to to lose that tag Mm. but Andy had such great balance you know he had two good feet he was so strong in the air he could compete and he could pass and he could play Mm. and he went went on to have a good career and I remember because he he left Hereford he he, he was Hereford's youngest captain at 17 or something like that and I remember like when I was living in Hereford watching Andy go out with his kit in a bag walking up the road to get a lift or hitchhike to a a Trowbridge game he used, to, he used to get tr- lift to the Truebridge game. He used to have to get a hitchhike. And that was because he'd been... Um, uh, they held his registration, but he'd been kicked out of Hereford because of his b- behaviour and all. Yeah. But he, Andy, you know, and I, 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 Stuart Phillips, as I said, is a good friend of mine who's still in Hereford now. And Andy lives away now. But Andy went on to have a great career. I think he played at Leicester and Southampton and some places like that and ended up at Bury. Mm. And I think that's where he lives now. But uh, he, he was just a lovely, lovely, glad... Uh, but what a
1: great footballer! You yeah, know. Interesting. He was. He, he, I I always rated him when he was. He, he had that span at Trowbridge. Yeah, but he's a great. He, you just knew he was going to go. He's a great. Player. Further. Yeah.
2: yeah, he had knee problems as well, very early on as well. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how it went on, but I think he had cartilage done when when the cartilage was an operation that, yeah. that some people didn't get right from, and that he was only young. But he, he was just a typical local lab maker. and he's he just great footballer good yeah. balance he yeah. can score goals compete he play anywhere just very competitive I love playing with him
1: yeah. yeah. right so anything else you want to share with our audience anything no you, I'd just like forgotten?
2: to say uh, gratefully I'm for inviting me along which is nice and when are we
0: actually going to organise a, get, a suddenly get together whatever oh, you want to call it Yeah, we got yeah, soon. It, keep, it keeps getting mentioned we, we, I think I better get on doing. the case am I yeah, yeah. In a venue, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I said to, to you, Tony. When I was. I, I, I've, I've got a list in the back of last year's diary of things I was going to have. It was it was a Sunday lunch at the pub out in Bishop Sutton that um, Duncan Ferguson runs, and mm-hmm. I, I was pumped by it. that. Yeah, the red line because it was like how many people would want to come you know yeah. and it was suddenly like the list grows and grows and when you were yeah, doing this yeah. and it keeps getting mentioned yeah. i'm thinking will
0: we, do, we will definitely we'll, do yeah, it yeah we'll definitely do it the and, and i kind of think
2: yes it could be fantastic yeah, yeah. Kind
0: of, well we'll get out on here and if we, we'll get some arrangements go yeah. in and we'll give us a couple of weeks know. and we'll get something going
1: because uh, yeah the amount of people that are, yeah. are still asking for it yeah then you know, we need to do it yeah Steve, strong, absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming in and chatting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, thank thanks you so very much. For nice in. to see you Steve. In it as we always do. But thanks very much indeed. Thank you, gents. Cheers, Steve.